0: me Damien. It's all for you! name is amanda and i'm kristen and And we we are are the the extra extra sisters sisters. so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to episode 18 and in this episode we will be talking about the original 1976 the omen yeah this movie spooks me (laughs) it's another one of those demon movies or like Devil, demon, antichrist, any of that, like, churchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Like, you have a thing with eyes. I have, My thing is this stuff, like...
1: Is
0: heaven demon, and hell yeah, and like Satan. It, yeah, so I was raised as a Methodist in the South. And while Methodists aren't nearly as, like, staunch as there are many other mm-hmm. sects of um, being Protestant or uh, Catholic, uh, it's still... It kind of brought up with, like, yes, God loves you, but he's also scary. And I remember, maybe all of this stems from... Do you remember the DreamWorks movie, The Prince of Egypt?
1: I loved that movie, Gave me
0: fucking nightmares. (laughs) Okay, Because of the plagues. Okay. Specifically, God coming and stealing the breath out of all the firstborn. Yeah. Scared the piss out of me when I was a kid. Like, legitimately actually scared me. Hmm. And I think I've always just been afraid of God, and subsequently the devil is, obviously. Yeah. If you're afraid of God, you're more afraid of the devil, yeah. you know? So, it just really gets to me on, like, a soul level, which I guess is the point. Yeah, exactly. But it, 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 I'm one of those people that it's, like, easy to scare me with even, like, a bad possession movie because I'm like, ugh, just the concept in general, you've already happening. got me. Yeah. yeah. So, I've heard of some ones recently that aren't good. Like, there's one called The Possession of Hannah Grace that I haven't watched yet. I... Don't want to, because possession movies always creep me out.
1: This was the first horror movie I ever remember seeing. I think I was probably nine, and I was eating chicken nuggets and watching it on, like, a a snowy Saturday with my mom. And that's, this is the first one I ever remember watching, so it holds that special place in my heart.
0: I have seen this. It's just been a really long time, and it doesn't hold a special place in my heart it's just creepy except it scares me
1: to you so this was the first and only horror movie song to be nominated for an oscar and the first and only obviously to ever win an oscar which i think is amazing
0: one of the things about possession movies that get me is the music Mm -hmm. the scary chorus chanting type chorus i was when i was in high school and in early college before i quit (laughs) i was a singer and i played the flute and i played a little bit of piano when i got more into college and i made like a select like area choir and we sang this song and it was literally like a demonic chant song and i got to sing it and we just the whole time we were singing demon like yeah And it was the most haunting thing I've ever been like a part of, and it was awesome. I bet, but but also scary, especially
1: from your religious background. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you did that.
0: Well, and it's cool because we got, you know, you're you try out, and one round you get picked for that one. If you do well enough, then you're in this one or whatever. And I, it was really awesome because I was in a mixed men and and women, and so we had that deep Mm -hmm. base, and then we also had those high sopranos and just everything in between and it was a very high level so it was
1: well i think this really one is like raising satan or something so that yeah that would have been that would have fit you and in it plays
0: <laughs> so i get the blu-rays of all of the movies we watch and it plays on the menu so i was like oh, God, go go cool. go go play 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 <laughs> <laughs> so this movie starts with a couple that has lost a baby seemingly mm-hmm. stillborn and the husband says she wanted her own when the priest questions him about adoption. And then the priest says, if I may suggest it even resembles, he kind of trails off, your wife need never know would be a blessing to her and to the child. Because they lost a child, but mm-hmm. then this child lost a mother in the same Yeah, let's just switch moment, on.
1: Yeah. Which this happens in Rome on June 6th at 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we got our three sixes right there
0: yep the remake of the omen came out on june 6 2006 oh, i
1: love that mm-hmm. good job
0: yeah they must have planned that remake for yeah, a while right? they're like 666 is coming up
1: Let's so do we got it. Gotta,
0: like there's nothing more fitting than <laughs> mm-hmm. the omen so i thought that was kind of cool i didn't hate the remake but we'll talk about that sometime some at some point in this podcast yeah and then i was like in my notes oh, okay y'all we're just gonna tell another woman her baby is fine even though it's dead and take another okay <laughs>
1: patriarch
0: <laughs> and he said on this night god is giving you a son and he brings his wife this imposter baby and then it cuts to a few years later and they have like the most massive home ever because you find out he's an amb- he was appointed to ambassador of great britain yeah so he's an important dude and they go to London, and there's this pretty music, and they're a very... You can tell they're a strong couple. Mm-hmm. Like, this, there have been a couple of movies we've watched recently with good, strong, yeah, healthy couple relationships. Like, we're watching Poltergeist coming up, yeah. and that one, they will talk about it in Poltergeist, but they have a good relationship. Yeah. So it starts, you know, their life in London, and everything is great except him lying about the fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they get to their new home in London, and they're going to have sex in the day room. That's great. And then the the family goes on an outing together in this, like, really pretty meadow. It's got, like, some ponds, and it sets up this perfect family narrative. Mm -hmm. And he's going, he says he's going to the U.S. to see the president, who is his old college roommate, and they're walking next to a pond just kind of talking about this, and they lose sight of Damien. These parents in these fucking movies can't keep track of their kids.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but in this one, it would probably be good. Yeah,
0: but they don't know that. They don't
1: know that, and it would be (laughs) sad for them, but better for the world.
0: You have one kid to keep track of, and you lose track of that one. Right. (laughs) (laughs) At least in, like, Pet Cemetery, they're, like, paying attention to one. Like, granted, (laughs) there are multiple adults. They should pay attention to both, but, you know, at least there's some sort of excuse there. And he's next to this. They thought that he was, like, careening down this, like, light waterfall, you know? (laughs) But he's not.
1: <clears throat> but he's just standing next to the tree. Yeah, he is yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and luckily for them. And then there's a photo montage of the happy family doing happy family cute stuff and then there's happy birthday music and cut to the most gangsta kid party <laughs> ever happened. He's got fucking carousels the 70s equivalent of a bouncy house he's got a fucking roller coaster for three-year-olds
1: i want to be the child of an ambassador
0: yeah and he gets to be the ambassador to great britain so it's not like he has to go to a country that he's uncomfortable and that he doesn't speak the language and like he gets to go to fucking england like if you gotta be an ambassador to a country might as well be like an ally country that you speak the language (laughs) and that has a similar culture and then at the birthday party he has a nanny named holly she's pretty young and then she sees a rottweiler and stares at it all weird and there's crazy music and you're like "Ooh, that's <laughs> satan that yeah. rottweiler is the devil watching over his son and then of course you hear the famous uh, look at me damien it's all for you it's all for you and then all of a sudden she hangs herself from the top of the house and busts in a window and the kids are just staring they're they're in this carousel and they're just <laughs> staring at this dead body there's no adults like look away look away everybody's just like did that just really fucking happen yeah. did, is that like an actual body up there what the fuck <laughs> Damien sees the same Rottweiler and waves at it and I read a note that this starts quick we're only 15 minutes in and she's already hung herself mm-hmm. like this is movies fast and then this crazy priest comes to visit him in his office like the next day the priest says we haven't much time you must listen to what I have to say you must accept Christ as your savior you must accept him now you must take communion for only if he is in you can you defeat the son of the devil and he says he was at the hospital the night Damien was born and witnessed the birth he wants to save him so Christ will forgive him so he wants to save he wants to save the parents not Damien Yeah, he's like that kid needs to die (laughs) he says he saw its mother and there's something fucked up with about its mom it's it's and then he has the priest escorted out cuz he's fucking crazy and then the priest has accept Christ each day drink his blood And you see this photographer or reporter or journalist has been following him around and takes a picture of the priest. And you saw this same photographer at Damien's birthday party. Mm -hmm. And at the birthday party, you're just kind of like, well, they have a photographer to document it, whatever. But then this guy starts noticing some weird stuff. Obviously, this lady hung herself. Like, something's going on here. And he catches up on or he picks up on that. Yeah. And he's in his dark room developing photos. And dark rooms are scary. (laughs) And then enter Mrs. Baylock. So Mrs. Baylock goes to the house to meet the family, and she's the new governess. She comes off very sweet and soft spoken and she says she wants to meet Damien alone. And she's very insistent about meeting him alone. And Damien's mom is hesitant, but they like her, so she's she's like, Okay. And then she looks at her husband and is like, Where did you find her? And he's like i didn't find her i thought you found her and then they confront her and she's like oh the agency called yeah because they knew about the suicide and she walks into damien's room and she says have no fear little one i am here to protect thee and then damien just smiles at her damien doesn't really have dialogue at all in this movie Mm-mm. except for a few times he like yells stuff
1: yeah daddy no
0: yeah so they want damien to go to church but mrs Baylock says he'd rather go to the park than church She is insisting that Damien doesn't go to church, but Damien's mother is absolutely persistent and then demands that she gets him dressed and ready to go. They're driving up to the church and the spooky music starts and Damien looks like petrified, Mm -hmm. like scared to death of the church. And they're concerned because he looks scared and he's trembling and Damien also hasn't spoken the whole time. And he has a total meltdown and is clawing at his mom and screaming about going into the church. And so they drive back home. And that night, they're talking about him never being sick. And they think it's unusual. Well, he thinks it is.
1: I love how he said he's never had the measles. Like, we're having this measles epidemic going on right yeah. now, right? And back then, it was a thing that, you know, kids you just get got measles, him. yeah. That's crazy to me.
0: Yeah. And she argues that there's nothing to worry about because he's perfectly healthy. And she says nothing to worry about physically or otherwise. She's like making sure she, he's she's like, and he's fine in the head too. So mm-hmm. chill. And he just had a bad moment. So then dad walks into Damien's room and the Rottweiler is outside Damien's bedroom door growling. And Baylock says they found him outside and Damien loves him. So she just brought him in. And he gets pissed and tells her to find him another home. I would be furious mm-hmm. if a nanny or a babysitter or whoever is watching my kid brought in a fucking dog that they found outside i mean i love dogs and you know that but like one you don't know what's happened to it on the street you don't know if it's aggressive towards yeah. other dogs or people and clearly it's growling at him and barking you at him it's
1: like rabbit or something sadly
0: yeah exactly and the next day mom and damien go to a safari park and then there's the spooky choral music
1: oh go to a safari park like that That was, like, so much fun. uh, I went to one in
0: Arizona. Really? Mm -hmm. I want to go. There's one in Texas, too. And the giraffes immediately run away from Damien, and they go through this baboon exhibit, and it's a drive-through one, and they freak out, too, and they start jumping on the car. They're all
1: like, let us at him. Yeah. Which, by the way, zookeepers put a baby baboon in the car and hoped that it would freak them out, and it actually didn't do much to them. They didn't really care. They took, like, the leader of the pack and put it in the car and they fucking lost their shit so when the mom freaks out that's a real reaction because she did not expect them to be that aggressive
0: so there's a real baboon in the car with her
1: two of them there's a baby and uh
0: they separated an them right
1: yeah because <laughs> they can
0: be really dangerous the
1: zookeeper had it in the back seat
0: oh had wow hmm I mean, that is really scary. They re- they really can't. Like, they don't... Yeah. They can be... Re- same with gorillas. Exactly. So dangerous. And especially
1: if you think you're safe in that car, you're not safe in that car because you got another one in there with you. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's scary.
0: Yeah. And then they drive off and it cuts to night. And she tells her husband that she needs to see a psychiatrist. and she's
1: starting to think there's something wrong with him.
0: Yep. And she tells him to help her and find her a doctor. And he's like, of course I will. And she has fears she doesn't want to express because he will put her away and he tells her that he loves her and he's going to help her, which I thought was really sweet, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to mental health, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, there's such a stigma around that, you know, yeah. but for him to be so supportive and loving and he really loves her a lot and he dotes really, on her. Really does. And, yeah. yeah. So he just wants to make sure she's taken care of. And then they're like, at a, I think it's a rugby game and that photographer is at this rugby game. And he's there with some of his colleagues, I think. And the priest shows up and says, tomorrow, half past two at the park, your wife is in danger. She'll die unless you come, which is the only reason that he Mm -hmm. entertains it. And the journalist catches the priest and takes another picture of him. And the journalist is developing photos and he sees something in mm-hmm. the photo like it's like it almost looks like just a defect in the film yeah. or something it's like a line going through it and when he meets with the priest not the journalist but uh, damien's kind of father mr thorn <laughs> priest talks about satan rising and about the book of revelations which is another thing that really terrifies me yeah is the book of revelations and the antichrist and the priest says, your wife is pregnant, and Damien will not allow that child to be born. He will kill the unborn child, and he will kill your wife, he says. He will also kill you when he gets the chance. He must die, Mr. Thorn.
1: Because of this, I don't know why, but my, it must have been just my Catholic child brain. But I always put it as, she was pregnant with Jesus. She was pregnant with baby Jesus, and this was going to be <laughs> yang the yang. battle of everything. It was going to start with this family, and it was so poetic in my mind. And then I rewatched it, and I'm like that's not baby jesus That's just a baby this is a baby
0: (laughs) nine-year-old kristen thought yeah in 1970 i had a better baby man except that jesus has already been born and there wouldn't be a book of revelations without jesus so there would be no antichrist stop looking at me like that don't look at me in that tone of voice (laughs) i'm sorry to poke a hole in your story
1: you know he comes back that's
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. He's
1: got to come back so that the devil and so Christ fight. Oh, yeah, I that's I see, that's I what I mean. Okay, I was like, no. And that's why I was looking. You're like, yes. <laughs> Religious debate on the podcast. You're welcome. No, it's not a debate because,
0: like, I see what you're saying now. But at first, I was like, Kristen, Jesus comes like 2,000 years before the Antichrist. <laughs> That'd be cool though. Somebody should make... No, somebody shouldn't make that movie. I'll (laughs) a lot of people and it'll scare
1: me. Okay, people should have made that movie back in the 70s when it was more artistic.
0: Well, they did make The Exorcist. Mm,
1: That's not that movie.
0: It was apocalyptic to me. Oh, my God. ruined my world. (laughs) Anyways, so he must die, Mr. Thorne, and he tells him to go to a town and talk to someone i miss names name boogenhagen boogenhagen
1: i love that name i don't know why but it's so much fun to me (laughs) boogenhagen
0: he tells the priest he never wants to see him again and the priest tells him he'll see him in hell and i'm like i thought you were trying to like go for atonement here nah nah fuck that (laughs) the priest gets spooked because the wind is picking up around him and why
1: does he run like that like what he runs like with the like ah, not with his arms at his side to like really get into it cuz
0: the leaves are like, being aggressive ah,
1: like a woman in old bad horror
0: the leaves are being aggressive Oh my god <laughs> and uh, he, like a tree branch gets struck and then it's on fire and it falls near him and then there's the spooky chorus that I hate well I like it but I hate it cuz it's scary and he's running back to the church and lightning keeps striking and setting shit on fire and he can't get into the church because, of course, it's locked up because the devil don't want him to get into the church. <laughs> and then he gets impaled because this little stake thing that's on top of the building. Fucking great. Falls off and impales him and he dead. And it's great. And he's standing up and it just, like, keeps him yeah. standing and he's, like, into the ground. So, we'll cut to the house and Damien is playing and Kathy yells at Mrs. Baylock to get him out.
1: And then dad comes home and he's like, why are you so bothered by that? Were you fucking home with him all day when he was being annoying?
0: Yeah, you weren't. And then he says to her, like, Kathy, I love you. But if this is what the doctor's doing to you, I think it's time I have a talk with him. And she says, well, there's something he wants to talk to you about anyways. And she then she says she never wants to have more children. And he's just like, all right. And she then says, then you'll agree to an abortion. I just found out this morning. And then Robert gets an anonymous phone call and also sees in the paper that the priest was impaled. And he's, like, really spooked now. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, this crazy dude, there's, like, merit to what he was saying. And cut to him talking to the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist tells Robert that Kathy thinks that the child is an alien or evil. And she thinks that Damien isn't actually hers, which she's spot on. Yeah and the psychiatrist tells robert that he should agree to the abortion and he says no and he will fight to make sure that that pregnancy isn't terminated well cut back to the house and this is a famous scene damien is on this tricycle and he's riding it in his bedroom and he's just going around in circles and kathy is out she's got herbs hanging from the ceiling next Mm -hmm. to the banister so she gets up on like this little ladder thing to cut them and then spooky music cuts in and Baylock is, like, smirking down at him and she just opens the door and he just goes right out.
1: How does she not hear the noisiest trike ever?
0: I don't know. That's what I was thinking, too. Because he rams it into her, but, like, you can hear him coming. It's, like, really squeaky.
1: Yes! Yeah. For, like, a long time you can yeah. hear that thing. It's a quiet house.
0: Yeah, there's nothing going on. But he rams it into her and she flies over and she's holding on to the railing and he's just staring at her as she falls to the ground. With and the goldfish? Then, yeah
1: which weren't real goldfish by the way it will make you feel better good the director it was this was really sweet he painted sardines gold and put them in there because he didn't feel like killing goldfish for the sake of a movie was okay i'm like yeah which i like because
0: a lot of people especially with like fish they're just yeah. like whatever it's yeah. like no they i hate that there are like the smaller and less intelligent the life the less it matters cuz it, it doesn't like it's still yeah. a life that deserves to be born live and then die of natural causes i
1: like that he did that especially in an older movie where
0: the humane society wasn't present on all exactly yeah. cut to the press surrounding robert as he's walking into the intensive care unit and the doctor says that she will recover she has a concussion a broken humerus and internal bleeding the doctor says she's not pregnant and has lost the baby and kathy wakes up when robert goes in there you know, she, mm-hmm. she kind of comes to, and all she says is, don't let him kill me. And then Robert gets home and walks into Damien's room to find the fucking Rottweiler guarding him.
1: Do we go back to the priest in the paper again for a second? Because I was just thinking, there's no fucking way that would have been in the paper and front page, right in the center. His dead body speared. There's no fucking way.
0: I mean, I wish. Mm, never mind. I us just say it. We can't do that anymore, so I don't know if they did it back then, but we've gotten less sensitive. I was sensitive, sensitive. so even
1: back then, there's no fucking way that they would have that picture in there. Yeah. Well, they needed it to be dramatic. Maybe a picture of the church, or maybe a picture of his face, but not his dead body, speared to the ground.
0: Maybe it was just so bizarre, they were like, people gotta see this. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) So... The journalist Keith Jennings that's kind of been following him around calls and wants him to come to his flat. He shows him the odd line shape like through the photos and how the people in the photos as it gets closer to their death the item in the picture gets sharper gets yeah bolder and you can actually start to kind of see what it is. And he's been doing his research. So, during the priest's autopsy, there was 666 on the thigh, and he said it was a birthmark. Mm -hmm. And the priest had been obsessed and watching him, and he had a journal. And then he was saying that this comet changed course, looking like the Star of Bethlehem on June 6th. And he says, was your son born at 6 a.m.? And Robert says, yes. And so now they're aligning, like, the, the 666. And the photographer says he's trying to get to the bottom of it. And he's like, well, why does it matter to you? And he said, because I took my own photo and there's like a slash right across him.
1: Okay. But I want to comment because that slash is so dark. Mhm. Maybe already dead. I feel like it is so intense that he should either be dead or should be dying that like second. And it takes him a while.
0: Yeah. But he does die.
1: <laughs> he does. But it's a while. It shouldn't be that yeah. prominent.
0: So Robert gets home and Mrs. Baylock said the other help just left with no other reason. Like all the other help in the house was just like, bye. Mm-hmm. And Robert looks into the adoption he made that night and the nun keeps telling him. So he goes to this place where, you know, this adoption happened. And the nun tells him that there was no adoption and basically he finds out that it wasn't legit. They just gave him the kid. Yeah. And that was that.
1: And then she gets on the coolest elevator ever.
0: I don't remember that
1: it's like a continuously moving thing where she just steps into a doorway and grabs on like it doesn't have elevator doors or anything it's just perpetually moving it's great i didn't notice that love it
0: and the photographer actually goes with him to find the priest that set him up with damien another priest says he's fallen from grace for abandoning christ and he was only able to write down 666 and the priest hasn't spoken in years Mm -hmm. like at all And Robert tells the priest about the child's mother, and he spells out an old cemetery from Etruscan times, and they say that it's, like, nothing but ruins. Yeah. And it is 50 kilometers north of Rome. So they go to the cemetery, and the photographer finds Damien's mother's grave.
1: Like, way too fast, though.
0: Like, yeah, very quickly.
1: Like, he walks over to it. There it is! Amazing. Look a little harder.
0: (laughs) He didn't have to. It was right there.
1: (laughs) The script told him it's right there. Yeah.
0: and something is watching them and they also see that his real son is buried there so they open the the mother's grave and it's like this dog animal it's a jackal jackal, okay it's an animal's body and they open the small one because he's like maybe my son's not actually dead maybe they just put an animal in Mm. that casket too but they open the small one to see not only is his actual son there and dead he was actually murdered
1: yeah he's got a big old bashed in part of his skull so they killed
0: this baby to switch it with the
1: antichrist
0: and then they see themselves surrounded by rottweilers and they get attacked but they get away and then robert calls kathy and tells her to leave london immediately and he's having someone bring her to him to rome but instead of someone balog shows up and pushes her out the hospital window and kills her and i was poor robert he like gets the news and he's just like he's laying so there. numb. Devastated. Yeah. He loves his so whole much.
1: wife. And he found out about his son.
0: Yeah. He just found out his real son was murdered and yeah. now somebody has murdered his wife. And then he says, I want Damien to die too.
1: Yeah.
0: So they go see Bugenhagen and the <laughs> Bugenhan- town <laughs> in the town where Christianity began. And he says, Come along, Mr. Thorne, we had better get to work and then they get to work on killing Damien. And he said, proof is a 666 birthmark. And basically, he kind of goes through, like, why he knows he's the Antichrist Mm -hmm. and all these things. But he's got to find that birthmark. And Robert, at this point, he doesn't really want to be involved because he doesn't want to murder a child. Because he has been basically telling him, like, it has to be on sacred ground. It has Mm -hmm. to be like this and this. And he's like, this is a child. Like, he doesn't have any. It wasn't his choice. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't want to be involved in killing a child because he doesn't want to murder him. And then the photographer's like, "I'll fucking do it if you're not going to do it. I'll fucking do it." And
1: he fucking throws it. Like, yeah. "Dude,
0: dude." And the photographer goes to get the knife or mm-hmm. the dagger and the, he gets decapitated.
1: The best scene. It's horrible, but also the best scene ever. And that actor actually kept his his head for years. His fake head. Until it was lost in his divorce and his wife got it. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. She wanted his fake prosthetic head.
1: His dead head just like around the house. Oh my that god. was
0: that was a bitter divorce. <laughs> Why was the judge like, yeah, you can have his dead head? Right. That's fine.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's That's That's not as creepy at all. Oh god.
0: So then Robert decides after seeing that that he's gonna go kill Damien because he's like, Okay, that happened because demon. Yeah. Devil. And he goes back to the house and he the first thing he does is he traps the Rottweiler which is yeah i was about to say i literally wrote down smart and balok is sleeping which is balok is she just a person that believes in this or is she like a A minion of yeah right because i feel like sleeping like if something was actually happening satan is omnipotent as well like god you know so you would think that Balog would wake up because the dog is barking like all these things are happening and that's like her one job is to keep him alive (laughs) and then while Damien is sleeping and also Damien doesn't wake up he's like rummaging around in his hair
1: to look for the 666
0: birthmark and and he finds it and then of course Balog wakes up and violently just starts jumping on him and losing her shit and he stabs the fuck out of her is what I wrote and then he takes Damien to a church and a cop shoots him and then it cuts to a funeral. But you don't see, because he went to stab and then a cop shot, so you don't really see whose funeral it is. Because it's two people. But you can't really tell the size of the caskets very well. But it's the couple. Yeah. It's Robert and Kathy. And then you find out the President of the United States ends up with
1: Damien. Yeah, he's the one that's holding his hand. Which
0: in, correct me if I'm wrong, in Revelations the antichrist is going to be in a huge power position yes, a big political, political exactly yeah. and so what better way than to be adopted yeah. by the president of the united states so they were just a con in this to get him to the president of the united yeah. states
1: absolutely so. and then uh, he smiles and it just fades out which that smile was actually the director to get him to do that the little boy would just stare at him and he would go don't smile don't do it don't do it and then you got that little smirk
0: which was a really creepy yeah terrifying smirk so very that creepy that's cute we watched the damien series together yeah I, I thought that was pretty interesting but it didn't last very long
1: no it didn't the endings i remember being not good though
0: yeah i don't know if i'd rec- i mean yeah it's, it's only one season it's worth checking out if you like the omen kind of yeah. antichrist like universe
1: i love all of the omen movies like i hope we get to them eventually because honestly i love the first one the second one's probably my favorite
0: i've only seen this one and then the remake of of the omen i haven't seen any of the sequels
1: the second one he's a teenager so you know teenage angst and anger come on he's crazy it's great antichrist it's great
0: it kind of also reminds me of the prodigy that kid was an antichrist well i know he wasn't but like does stuff like that i would assume like just like creepy hurting people hurting animals like
1: They dyed that little boy's hair to make it dark because he was actually blonde. And then the part that you're going to hate, and I hated, they made him wear contact lenses to make his eyes dark. So first of all, we work with eyes. And colored contacts are still the most uncomfortable thing on the fucking planet. Even,
0: like, not even, like, the counterfeit over-the-counter ones, which by the way please for the love of god i'm not gonna go into a whole rant because i've got story on on top of stories don't fucking wear yeah. costume contacts that are not from a fucking optometrist don't fucking do it you will lose your sight
1: they will pull off your cornea
0: i'm done that's it that's all i'm it's gonna horrible. say don't fucking do it we love creepy and halloween and it looks cool but yeah. it's not fucking worth it because we have seen some shit
1: hey i mean you guys they're starting to get ones that optometrists can get can order for you their prescription and everything and they're actually safe for your eyes so don't go to these black market things. malls yeah just don't <laughs> But yeah, so first of all, just regular colored contacts—not even the spooky Halloween ones—like ones, optics
0: colors, yeah, yeah—are
1: the most uncomfortable thing you can ever put. Well, they're so in thick because they have
0: to put that yeah. the color in
1: it. Basically, it's plastic. But then to think of the fact that contact lenses back in the '70s were even worse. Yeah, I can't imagine what this little boy—how fucking painful that must have been—just for them to get a little color that. No one's really gonna notice,
0: and it doesn't really matter. It's not relevant to the story. I mean, even if he had bright blue eyes, they could be creepy blue eyes or whatever. You know,
1: how fucking painful and messed up
0: and unnecessary.
1: Yeah. Gregory Peck's son actually committed suicide shortly before filming this movie, and that's actually why he joined because his agent actually told him he's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta get out of the house and you gotta do something
0: demon movie
1: yeah demon movie and then i figured you would find this one fascinating 20th century fox actually originally passed on this movie and warner brothers picked it up but warner brothers decided instead to option the exorcist to the heretic
0: which was fucking garbage yep and
1: it (laughs) and it went in turn around and 20th century fox picked it up again So they fucking failed themselves. They shot themselves in the foot by going, no, the omen's not going to be scary enough. The heretic, that's the one. And it was a piece of shit. It was a big piece of shit. I mean, no offense. I like Harry Potter, but Warner Brothers kind of fails sometimes. And obviously has for a while.
0: They just don't make the best decisions. Yeah. But they have so many things that, me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whatever. I guess it doesn't really matter. It (laughs) all comes out in the wash.
0: And they'll give it a good one every now and then, you know. Yeah. I would probably give The Omen a 4 out of 5.
1: Yeah, probably me too. Even though this started me in horror, I'd probably be... A 4.
0: Yeah, 4. Yeah.
1: I love this movie, but there are some things where I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and also it's hard for me to give movies a 5 out of 5, because that's like a coveted position yeah. to be in. So last month we did our first Haunted Happy Hour, and we love doing those, so we're going to continue doing those. And one that we have coming up, we would really like some stories from you guys if you have any for us. If you have any experience with a haunted doll or a haunted toy or a haunted artifact or just like something like that in that realm, please email us at theexorcisters at gmail.com and let us know if you want us to plug your socials or give you credit or change your name or anything like that. Because we will use it otherwise just as you send it. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Extra Sisters Podcast and on Twitter at The Extra Sisters.
1: And next time, it knows what scares you. Till then, stay creepy.